are listening to the co-production podcast brought to you by Cineropa and Eurimage. I am Domenico, and in today's episode, we are discussing the co-production of The Happiest Man in the World, a feature film written and directed by Teona Srugar Mitevska. And to speak about this collaboration between North Macedonia, Belgium, Slovenia, Denmark, Croatia, and Bosnia and Herzegovina, I have the pleasure to welcome three of the six co-producers of the film, who are about to introduce themselves as an all-female cast today in the co-production podcast. Welcome, ladies. So let's start with the majority co-producer. Labina, you are representing sisters and brother Mitzevsky in North Macedonia. Tell us about you and your production company, please. Uh, my name is um, Labina Mitevska, and um, um, uh, I work, uh, I have a company called Sisters and Brother Mitevsky in North Macedonia. And The Happiest Man in the World is our last uh, film co production, which we did. And um, we had uh, premiered the film at the Venice Film Festival this year and um, Toronto Film Festival. Thank you. Also with us, Maria, uh, you are the Danish co-producer on the project. Can you introduce yourself and your production company? Yes, I am Maria müller Christoffersen, and I'm a producer based in Copenhagen. And as you said, I'm the Danish co-producer on The Happiest Man in the World. I run a production company called Frau Film, which is a newer production company, but an independent division to the production company called Biofilm. And we are based in Copenhagen and we focus on international co-productions and original voices that challenges narrative and visual styles. And The Happiest Man in the World is the first co-production to come out of uh, my company. So your company is focusing on uh, uh, female um, directed movies or it has nothing to do with, because the title is Frau, uh, Frau Film. Yeah, but uh, it's not focusing on female direct, uh, female talent, but I work with a lot. And also, I'm, I believe I'm a female talent, and uh, I think we should focus on that too. Um, uh, so it's just, um, how do you say it? It's, it's a name, but it's, not, it's also something that I want to put into perspective. Right, thank you very much. Uh, Vanya, you're also with us today from Terminal 3 in Croatia. Welcome. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, I'm Vanya Sremac, um, Croatian producer on The Happiest Man in the World. Uh, I run a company, Terminal Tree, based in Zagreb. Uh, it was founded in 2017, and um, this film is one of our first um, films made in the co within uh, Terminal Tree. It's nice to see that uh, it's it's a first time also for uh, some of you. So you are all very experienced, but uh, also with new uh, institutions. Uh, so there's a, there's a, a lot of freshness uh, in the project, and it's also good to to see that it's a it's a huge co-production in Europe because six countries are involved. Labina, tell us a little bit about um, the other companies that are and the other countries that are involved in the project in Belgium, Slovenia, and Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yes, as you said, uh, for me, this is one of the most complicated um, uh, film I did with, with um, six co-production countries, but actually we had such a fun and it was amazing creative input from uh, each country and each co-producer. So actually it was not 
so hard. Um, yes, we have uh, Maria and Vanya, and uh, we have a Belgium co-producer, Sebastian Delo uh, and Trecien Elou, uh, with whom we already uh, co-produced for the last 15 years uh, all of uh, Teona's films. And uh, from uh, Slovenia, we have Vertigo, Daniel Hochever. Um, same like Sebastian, is a producer with whom we produce uh, for 15 years. He's with us with our first film, Teona's first film. Um, so, um, and um, of course, we have from Bosnia, one of the best producers in Bosnia, definitely the best producer in Bosnia and in Balkan. In Balkans, um, Amra Chama from Proba. Great. So um, maybe Labina, you can tell us a little bit about the, the story of the film. I understand some people have already seen the film during the premieres, but the film was not released everywhere yet. So can you tell us a little bit about what it is about? It's um, uh, Sarajevo today, after ter- nearly t- 30 years uh, of the war. Uh, we follow two persons, Asia and Zoran, separately. Um, they come in the hotel, uh, they sit on their seats in a big hall, um, and you understand that it's some kind of a meeting, love meeting, where people come and meet each other. And during the film, um, in the beginning, you start to believe that uh, maybe there is a possible love affair between two of them and you are following through the conversation of all these couples you discover little by little uh, Sarajevo today Bosnia today, Europe today and little by little you are discovering the trouble and very heavy history of these two persons um, It's interesting because you mentioned of course the backstory is very heavy but but the film has some lightness uh, as well so how would you describe the genre of the film? You you know it's very strange because uh, when we did God Exists um, uh, her name is Petrunia Uh, first time from Berlinale the the letter invitation letter we took from uh, Dieter Koslik it was you did a wonderful a film with slight comedy inside. And we were like, oh, you know, Teona doesn't know to do a comedy, but this is... And the film, actually, that film, same as this one, has these uh, elements of, especially in the beginning, because it's a, it's a, f- a funny moment, it's an absurd moment to put... 40 people in the same room and you have this all these uh, uncomfortable questions about society, about the sex, about the love, and, and you need to be intimate. And, you know, as an audience, you always, when I watched it in Venice, I put myself, I was like, how I would answer this question in, photo, in, in front of somebody who I don't know and in a room with 40 people. So it's absurd situation which brings you um, some lightness, but how you go more deep into the film, you really have a pain in your stomach. And once you are out of the film, you have a pain for a week at least. I agree. I, I saw the film in Venice and um, and it still stays with me uh, after a few months. Uh, so I'm very happy to have you uh, here in the podcast to, to discuss it. Um, can you tell us a bit about the development of the of the project? When did it start? It how did everybody come together around the table to finance it? And um, what is also the budget 
uh, of the film? Um, actually, it started, uh, I think, seven years ago or six years ago. Um, we were at the Sarajevo Film Festival and we already worked with Elma Tataragic, great scriptwriter with whom we work in the last three films, developing the new film with her. And in one moment, we were on the party and I don't know, we talked with her, me and Teon and her about the war. I don't know how, I don't remember. And in one moment, out of blue, Elma said, you know, I met the guy who shot me. And we were like, we didn't even, and we knew Elma for 20 years. We, and we didn't, never knew that she was shot during the war. And we said, and, you know, and she said, it's very strange because I always imagined him as an old, awful, horrifying person. And she said, and I met this guy, same age as me. We listen to same music. We we uh, go to the same bars. We read same uh, books and we become friends. And he asked me to forgive him. And me and Teona, we were completely strike we were said oh, and you did you forgive him and she said yes i did how if you don't forgive you cannot continue to live so this story it was very light conversation we it stayed with us and we went in the hotel with Teona and we sat down in holiday inn which is landmark for a war in the sarajevo and we said, can you imagine if we put these people in an absurd situation, in a live love dating um, event? And we, we developed the first scene. But it took us two years to get a courage to ask Elma if she's ready to tell her story. And after two years, we approached her and we said, listen, what do you think if we make a film out of this and this would be the first scene and blah, blah. And she said, yes, I'm ready. Let's do it. And that's how, how all it began. And we were developing the story, I think, for two years. We presented at uh, CineLink. It was very important for us to, to start regionally. And we got the Euroimash uh, Developing Award there, which helped us enormous for really developing the project because in North Macedonia, we don't have the possibility for developing. And uh, from CineLink... Um, we were in, invited uh, by uh, Cannes um, Atelier, no, uh, Cine Fondation to present the project there. So uh, after that, we went there. Uh, we applied for a media single developing project. We got that. And we were ready to, we uh, uh, really, the, the script was, was really good. It, it was, you know, you have one of those scripts where even the first draft if, is good. It's usually with Teona, we go until 15 draft, but this one with Elma was really good. And after that, we start, I start putting the, the co-producers together. And Maria, at what stage did you join the project and what was the first spark? What was your, uh, your, your, your appeal? Well, actually, I met Labina and Teona, I think it was in 2016 in Venice, um, uh, because of the film um, God Exists, her name is Petronia, that we tried to co-produce together. 
but um, the Danish Film Institute sadly didn't support it. Um, and then we, I think we kept in contact ever since. And I saw that the, they got the award for the new project. And I think it was at Cinelink, the Yuri Marsh Award. And then I wrote Labina and to say congratulations. And then, of course, if you ever need to bring in a Danish co-producer, please let me know. And then you, I think Labina, you sent me the script and I was just, uh, yeah, it, as you said, it was a very good script. It was very moving. Um, and then we just uh, applied to the Danish Film Institute. But on what basis? I mean, what, what did you offer? Uh, because we know there are conditions when you apply for, for that money to in a public institution. So, so what was the Danish part? The-, the Danish part it changed a little bit, but it had a, it also our original thought was that you really wanted to work with a Danish sound designer called Peter Albrechtsen, also on Petronia, which sadly... Uh, didn't happen because we didn't get the support so this was also the the purpose with um, the happiest man in the world also because sound is it was especially important for this film um so and he read the script and was involved uh, so we applied with peter and uh, then uh, and also i think it was sound on set but afterwards we in during the process we changed because there was no editor so we actually connected uh, Per Kierkegaard, a Danish editor, and uh, Tiona flew here to meet him, and the uh, chemistry was just really good. And then, um, so we ended up doing actually all editing and uh, sound mix. Later, we connected another sound mixer called Christopher Salting, and then we had Peter Albrechtsen as like um, a sound consultant throughout the development process before you went. We went started shooting. And uh, then we, yeah, we actually, Tiona ended up, I think she lived in Copenhagen for six months because she was editing and mixing and collaborating. What about you, Vanya? You you, you joined the project uh, right from the beginning or was it also in Sarajevo that everything happened? No, I joined the project um, after um, uh, Labina got the production support in uh, North Macedonia uh, then she contacted me and um, because she wanted to have Croatia on board because she was recently working with Croatia on the, their previous film. And I met Labina just a year earlier and I totally fell in love with her because she has this amazing energy. And when she asked me to join the project, I immediately said yes. And then I read the, the script and I really, really liked it a lot uh, because I also know Elma and I knew about the story uh, I wanted to be a part of it. And then we uh, applied for funding uh, to, uh, to the Croatian Audiovisual Center. And uh, we, got, uh, we got the grant. Um, and this is how it officially started, my collaboration with them. And uh, Labina, I, I was asking before, but we skipped it. What is the, the final budget of the film and what is the contribution in, uh, of Urimaj in that, in that total? Uh, the final budget uh, is around million point six hundred thousand fifty, and the Euroimage support was two hundred thousand ninety. For us, really doing a co-production is like um, like a marriage. It's really like a, having a family. Uh, and uh, for me, I'm you know already I have my company for twenty years, and I always choose my co-producer really, really carefully because you're stuck with them for the next three years and you don't want to have somebody who is who is 
not nice or and we always believed that the co- we never believed in the financial co-production we always believed in creative one and the only way for a small country like north macedonia to to have one level up we always believed me and teona that it can be with a co-production so really like with maria we teona and me always wanted to do Uh, co-production with the Nordic countries. And I studied in Denmark and, you know, Teona was always in love with the, the way they treat the sound. And, and with Petrunia, we, and we, we fall in love with Maria and we really tried to co-produce with them. It didn't happen. But after that, we, we said, okay, we met uh, Maria and we said, okay, let's, you know, let's have a, first we talk about the creative input, what we can get and what would be best for the film. And same, same with Vanya. It was because with Petrunia, we had such amazing experience with uh, co-producing with Croatia. We were thinking that for this film, which speaks about Bosnia and speaks about Balkans and speaks about war in Europe, that it was very important to have um, producers from, from from Balkans. But when we did the film, we didn't even thought that uh, Ukraine war will happen. And suddenly, you know, the film, when we were editing, the Ukraine war happened, and suddenly you realize how important this film is it and how important it is to talk about the war not immediately immediate war but what is happening after 30 years yeah certainly the the, the topic of the film is resonating a lot uh, today and and sadly it will also resonate in the future but speaking about that resonance uh, how did the casting process uh, happened because it's very fresh in the memories of everyone still this conflict uh, the, the balkan conflict um Was it important like, to address actors that went through it, that were uh, touched by it in specific ways? How did you work with the, with the cast? You know, Teona is very well known for long and difficult casting process among us, the actors. It was very clear, clear that... The, the main cast, the, 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 the court cast would be from Bosnia. But we did, uh, we did the casting in Bosnia, Vanya organized it uh, uh, in Croatia. So in the casting process was around three months. Wonderful casting agent from uh, Bosnia, Tinka, was working on it. And it's, it's very strange because... Teona met actors and actors there and there is no a single person in Bosnia of our generation or older who didn't experience the war. So, you know, I remember once she chose the, 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 the actors, the 12 main actors, we were in Holiday Inn on the, in the reading, uh, on the first rehearsal And Teona asked us, each of us, to write, um, to write um, history of our characters, to, to invent. And we were 12 of us there, plus Selma, plus... And, Te- and that was, for Teona, the process of the film. She wanted to put a lot of personal things in the dialogue. So I remember 
that three hours crying we had collectively, all of us. Because all of us invented, I'm Macedonian, I'm not Bosnian, and all of us, but the rest were Bosnian, all of us invented the history of our characters which we are playing, but 50%, 60% of this history were their personal history. And you know, when you hear these stories, what they went through and how difficult for them was to, to face the story of our film was really, really amazing. Of course, that through this process, because we were for two months together, we had such intensive rehearsals. There were Elma and Teona with us, Teona leading us. So they in, incorporate a lot of dialogues into the, the script until the last day. So it was really a creative process. It was really an interesting experience from the actor's side. And um, so after the film premiered, well, sadly, the film couldn't premiere at the Sarajevo Film Festival because there were uh, more uh, A-list uh, festival interested in the film. And I think it's a good thing for the, the global visibility of the film. But uh, was the film already shown in Sarajevo or in Bosnia um, or how are you now envisioning the, the release? What is the strategy? Maria and Vanya can tell about uh, their side. Um, we had premiere of the film last week in, uh, in Macedonia, and it was amazing, very emotional, very beautiful. Uh, three weeks ago, we had an opening in, in Kiev, in Ukraine. I think it was very important for Teona to um, we talk with her and we said we need to show it now in Kiev and we organized a screening there and it was you know between bomb alarms and um, full cinema a lot of crying people who are not ready still to forgive but they're every day thinking they're much more advanced than we were in the Balkans every day thinking about future and how they will cope um, so um and next year, uh, because Pyramid is handle, handling the film and the distribution in France, they're preparing uh, opening for all the uh, the current countries where the film will be distributed. I think, Maria, for Denmark, it's next year? Yes, we will do it after the French release. It will. The exact date isn't settled yet, but it will probably be by the end of March. Vanya was... Last year in Zagreb? Yeah, we had a festival premiere in Zagreb uh, last week at the Zagreb Film Festival. And the screening was full. And it was beautiful to uh, to watch the audience because I think it was one of the first screenings um, uh, for the, let's say, domestic audience. You know, audience who speaks the language so they could really understand all the jokes. Uh, um, and they were laughing for the first part of the film and it was really great to see that uh, they really reacted well uh, but the theatrical distribution will be most probably in march uh, next year and in the meantime is there any opportunity to see the film in some festival around europe or beyond yes uh, last um, month we had six festivals this month we have six festivals uh, next month so it's it's really it's going um, on great festivals, but of course, Pyramid is now focusing on on, on distributions and some countries like Italy, uh, France, uh, uh, Sweden. They the distributors, Brazil, they do 
uh, their own festivals uh, and distribution strategy. So I think it's too, it's still early um, to have a complete list of, of festivals. Thank you. It's already time to conclude this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, you should subscribe for more. Just look for the co-production podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast platform that has your preference. I want to thank Creative Europe for supporting Cineropa over the years and Eurimage, of course, for backing up this podcast for the second season in a row. And... This podcast would not happen without our guests, Labina, Maria, and Vanya. Thank you very much for accepting to join us today. It was a real pleasure to have you. Please keep collaborating and making films for us to enjoy. Bye-bye.